playing the role of hungover podcaster today is Justine. Yay! <laughs> you did drink that one drink way too fast. I did. <laughs> and I got sick and I was just like, <laughs> it was so good. And now no, I have regrets. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everyone, and welcome to the Cutaways podcast. I'm Justine. And I'm Ashley. Making cellular noises. <laughs> <laughs> Happy New Year again. Happy New Year. How are you feeling today? I'm good. That's good. Do uh, we have water? Lots of water? Yeah, I've been drinking water. Okay, good. Ashley and I have partied again. Yes. I was sleeping today. We get, yeah. you know, tomorrow we have the day off yeah. to put our lives back together. Yeah. So today is for sleeping and podcasting in this little uh, pajama fort we have. Yes, that we built last night while we were drunk. Yeah, you listeners are welcome to join us. Anytime. 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 Hey, listener. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey, girl. Welcome to our podcast. We're watching romantic comedies in chronological order. We're not the only podcast who watches romantic comedies, but uh, we're the one who... Sing. Sing. No. <laughs> Other podcasts sing, too. Ashley and I are, are filmmakers in the film industry. We're very professional. Yeah. Yes. Totally professional. <laughs> We're totally professional. And now we are, we review romantic comedies. Yeah. It's kind of like our little, our little study of the genre. Yeah. We're legit. Yeah. You know, kind of, kind of learn how to, how to make them good. Yep. You know, it helps with learning how to cut a romance movie, mm-hmm. learning how to cut a comedy movie, mm-hmm. learning how to cut drama, mm-hmm. learning how to cut man feelings. Man feelings. Yep. I mean, that's that's essential for our for us as women. We need yeah. to understand man feelings. <laughs> We're here with the study of man feels. <laughs> Please write in. <laughs> Please let us know. It's like Sleepless in Seattle, but with pod- or with a podcast and romance. Yes. Yes. We're Dr. Sally or whatever. I don't think her name was Dr. Sally. <laughs> Shut your face. Okay. Shut your beautiful mermaid face. Oh, I'm a mermaid today? That's okay. Because remember I sent you a picture like a long time ago. Of the, the, the necklaces the, the person makes on the internet. They yeah. make necklaces. Yeah. And their hearts. And one of them said mermaid. And one of them said unicorn. Yeah. And that's before I knew I was a unicorn. <laughs> it's just fate. It is fate. Your fate. <laughs> you can't change your fate. Can't change your fate. <laughs> oh, you're much Ooh. better than me. <laughs> that was beautiful. So you're the mermaid and I'm the unicorn. Okay, I like this. I like this role. I accept it. <laughs> it's also our like code names. <gasps> like if we were president? Yes. Yes. <laughs> the mermaid is leaving the White House. Oh. The mermaid. The mermaid take a wrong turn. <laughs> of course she <you> would. <laughs> Tackle the mermaid. So enough about us. Tell us about you. <laughs> this is only a one-way device. Uh-oh. Today we're watching 1998's Shakespeare in Love with Voldemort's brother. Voldemort's brother. Yep. It's what I call it. Shakespeare in Love, colon, Voldemort's brother. <laughs> it's Voldemort our... was an orphan. That's the that point. That we know of. Oh. Ooh, apparently he was related to Shakespeare. He was. <laughs> so the Netflix description is... 
young Shakespeare is forced to stage his latest comedy before it's even written. When a lovely noblewoman auditions for the role, they fall in love. Spoilers. I know, right? I guess, though, you know, the title gives that away. And it probably happens in, like, the first five minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they spend the rest of the movie being like, we can't. We can't be in love. But but we can. We can. (laughs) My feels. Shakespeare gets feels. Oh, I already did a hashtag accurate. Shakespeare gets feels. (laughs) There you go. End of podcast. End of podcast. We're done. Done. We don't even have to read this stuff now. (laughs) We're all good. We don't even have to watch the movie. We don't even have to watch. I've seen it a long time ago. Have you seen it? I saw it on HBO. I don't remember it. I remember like the sex scene and that's it. I remember <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow and her horrible British accent. See, <laughs> we might be doing some of that again later. <laughs> yeah. Throwback to it. You, you tell them. So this movie stars Joseph Fiennes who, as you may know, is Voldemort's brother. Yes. Gwyneth Paltrow, who we saw in Emma, and Captain Barbosa himself, Jeffrey Rush. Jeffrey Rush. <laughs> I love Jeffrey Rush. There are also, like, every... I think it, this is one of those movies where every British actor ever is in it. Yeah, pretty much. I, I have a feeling that is true. Yeah. The movie was directed by John Madden. It was edited by David Gamble. The first assistant editor was Christine Campbell. The additional first assistant editors were Kate Higgum and Robert Laycock. The second assistant editor was Julian Price. It's rated R for adult content, adult language, brief nudity, and mild violence. I gotta tell you something. On DVD.com, it's rated R for sexuality, and that's it. (laughs) (laughs) DVD.com. Keeping it brief. (laughs) Keeping it brief. The movie is two hours and three minutes long. It's rated three stars on Netflix. Apparently, it was awarded a lot. At the 1999 BAFTA Awards, uh, Judy Dench won Best Supporting Actress, and it won Best Film. Joseph Fiennes was nominated for Best Actor. John Madden was nominated for Best Director. Tom Wilkinson was nominated for Best Supporting Actor. Gwyneth Paltrow was nominated for Best Actress. And Jeffrey Rush was nominated for Best Supporting Actor. At the 1999 Golden Globe Awards, one of the ladies in this movie won Best Actress in a Motion Picture Musical Most likely Gwyneth. Most likely Gwyneth. It also won Best Motion Picture in the category of Musical or Comedy. It was nominated for Best Director in a Motion Picture. Nominated for Best Supporting Actor in a Motion Picture. As well as Best Supporting Actress in a Motion Picture. At the 1999 Academy Awards, it won quite a bit. It won Best Music Score, Best Picture, Best Actress for Gwyneth Paltrow, Best Supporting Actress for Judi Dench, Best Writing Original Screenplay, Best Art Direction, and Best Costume Design. It was nominated for Best Makeup. It was also nominated for Best Film Editing, Best Sound, Best Director for John Madden, Best Cinematography, as well as Best Supporting Actor for Jeffrey Rush. Well, apparently this movie is highly touted in the awards it, category. Yeah, it, it is. It's it's one of those uh, rom-coms that are, that, yeah, it did, it did well at the awards. Did well. Did well. That's all we have on it. So I think we should just go watch it. I'm good. Let's go see Voldemort's brother. Yay! Okay, we just watched Shakespeare in Love from Miramax and Universal. 
if from my Wikipedia perusing, mm-hmm. it appears that Universal started the production on it mm-hmm. like in 91 mm-hmm. and then lost interest in it because they lost their main attraction, I guess. Julia Roberts was supposed to be in it. Julia. Julia. And she dropped out because she couldn't get Daniel Day-Lewis to star as William Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So after that, Universal sold partial rights to Miramax to produce it with Harvey Weinstein. Mm-hmm. And that's how it worked. Yeah. But they're both on the same line in the opening credits, which is very important that they're on the same line. Where they're not stacked on one yeah, another. Yeah, it's, it's Miramax and Universal. Yeah. Words are very important. Very important for crediting. Speaking of words, we're hit with some words right away. London, 1593. 1593? What say ye? A theater by Burgess. The theater. The theater. Yeah. I don't remember what was written because we were (laughs) reading it out loud just like that. It was more important to... Get the accent and yeah. you know comprehend the words. Yeah, it was it was way more important to like experience the level of beauty, Cockney, and Cockney that comes with the London theatre. Right, Governor. <laughs> and then things happen. The Rose Tyler. The Rose Tyler. We go to the Rose Tyler Theatre. Rose Tyler Theatre. Which, uh, you know, we should have just watched that uh, that episode with 10, you know? Yeah. With Shakespeare at the Rose. Good old JK. Good old JK. This is Doctor Who. What'd you think of the movie? I thought it was cute. There are parts of it that could have been severely cut down. Yeah, I like the beginning and then I got real bored. And then I was like, okay, how did this win all those Oscars? Must have been a slow year. Yeah. Because it was like... Eh. I mean, it was cool-ish, but that it was so self-referential. You're just like, I get it. It's Romeo and Juliet. And you're about, you're talking about Shakespeare. Yeah, I get it. I got it. I got it. Do you think it's because, you know, there haven't been a lot of Shakespeare movies before this time, right? Well, maybe. I wonder if, like, that's where the obsession That people weren't already studying Shakespeare, like, every... No, they were studying Shakespeare. Romeo and Juliet in school. Yeah. But they were studying, because this also arose around the time that Romeo and Juliet, Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet came out. I feel like this time period just became obsessed with period pieces. Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. And they were like, let's do Shakespeare. Everybody loves Shakespeare. Everybody. Even Shakespeare. Shakespeare's the voice of the people. Yeah, he was really cute in this movie gorgeous but we needed to see the bum okay yeah why why didn't we get to see the bum joseph fine seriously that would have gotten him the oscar yes <laughs> you show the bum you get an oscar gwyneth paltrow was shirtless she got the oscar yeah we just want to see the bum it's just just a little bum 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 that's why i watched crimson peak the other day <laughs> for the bum for the bum <laughs> it was worth it there's always some you know nice man bum and Tom Hiddleston, he was in, he was insistent on showing his bum. He's like, you know what? The ladies always have to show all. This movie, we should not show anything of hers. All of me. <laughs> I'm like, yes. Smash the patriarchy, Hiddleston. So me and Sam watched The Night Manager like hella a lot. Yeah. Like marathon that shit mm-hmm. over summer. And there's one of the episodes you get to see 
all of Tom Hiddleston, like in eight different scenes, all of Tom Hiddleston. Not not full frontal, but you you see it all. Like, what do you mean? As he's thrusting. What do you mean? The butt. You see oh, the butt. Oh, the butt. You're like, you see it all, but not full frontal. And I'm like, explain you yourself. All. I don't care about the penis. The penis looks the same. I want to <laughs> see the butt. <laughs> Butts are good. Butts are good. Butts are good for the ladies, guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Joseph Fine should have been proud of his bum. Yeah, Joseph. It was so... Cl- Ashley and I were like, just move the camera. Just a little... Just move it. Just, just a little like, tappy tap. The DP has like a sneeze and the camera's yeah. like moving. <laughs> and we get bum. <laughs> and they used the take. Yeah. I mean, like, why not? It was practically there. Why not yeah. use it? Yeah. Give us the bum. Give us the bum. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag give us the bum. <laughs> it's our new campaign. Yes. <laughs> yes. You were saying. I was saying something other than butts. Yeah, the movie was a bit boring. Ben Affleck was in it, though. Yeah, when did that happen? Ben Affleck showed up and we're like, hey, Boston's here. (laughs) It's like in Newsies when Brooklyn shows up. Yeah. And they're like, Brooklyn. (laughs) No, sleep. Tell Brooklyn. But Ben Affleck pretty much played himself, which yeah. was, I mean, at least he was comfortable and, like, good at it, you know? He had some nice costumes. Like, he had the, those really nice shorts, like the poofy shorts. Yeah. And when he walked the tights. In, yeah. And the tights, he's like, yeah, bitches, we wear tights in Boston. Yeah. Because it's cold. Because it's cold. <laughs> <laughs> but didn't he show his butt in a movie? He showed his peen. Uh, yeah, I missed it, though. It's like... Three frames of I know, Ben, I ben Affleck peeing. Damn it, Gone Girl. Did you see it? Did you get a good look? When it came out on Blu-ray, yes. Oh, you were like frame by frame. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> boop, boop. I'm like, Jennifer Gardner said you're welcome, so you know I have to now. <laughs> Neil Patrick Harris's peen was in that movie. That's yes. the one I saw because it was just like, So was his butt. Right there. Yeah, his everything was there. <laughs> Neil Patrick Harris was like, if I'm going to be crazy... Yep. I'm going to commit. I'm going to be crazy <laughs> naked. Yeah. <laughs> that, that sounds like a good rule. I'll go by that. <laughs> Welcome. It's like Brad Pitt's theory, too. Oh, you see Brad Pitt's butt in that an Allied. That was a good butt. Yep. <laughs> good old thrusty butt. <laughs> Welcome to the Cutaways podcast where we objectify <laughs> men's butts. <laughs> I mean, people talk about boobs all the time. Like in this movie? <laughs> I saw her bubbies. I saw her bubbies. He was kissing her bubbies. I bet he was. Because he looked like he was very nice to the bubbies. To the bubbies. He knew how to caress a boob. Yep. During the sex scenes, we held up like scorecards. And we were like 10 for the the boob caress. It was was like he was doing... It was like full arm action. Yeah, he had like ninja superpowers caressing her body. Yeah. Are you satisfied? (laughs) (laughs) He like backhand caress like down from the hip. Yeah. Up through like the stomach and then like around the boob and then like caress the face. And then then he did a palm. Palm. And then he palmed it. Palm. (laughs) (laughs) It's no not like honking like we've seen in recent movies. Yeah, it was there was no no boob honking. 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 Yeah, there was no there was no like grabby finger action robot hands <laughs> like the claw game he wasn't yeah. claw gaming claw. <laughs> <laughs> whatever you guys should be taking notes yeah <laughs> 
This is a love and romance podcast. Yeah. We're talking about the love and romance of this movie. Yeah. Yeah. But. Okay. I want you now to mash up Shakespeare in Love with Hamilton. (laughs) (laughs) Writer's block brings Shakespeare's mind to a lock. All the playhouses go out of business because of the plague. I don't know how to rap. Why are you asking me to do this? (laughs) Oh, man. That was so good. (laughs) They'll tell the story Story of tonight. (laughs) So William Shakespeare is married and he's got kids. But then what happened? I, it said in the thing, he's talking to the therapist, he's banished? What happened? He, his wife has banished him from their wedding bed. Why? She didn't want to have sex with him anymore, and so he was getting randy. Uh-huh. And she was like, bitch, no, I don't want you anymore. Get out. Uh-huh. So she banished him. So he went off. To London town. To London town. To Greenwich. Did he ever rejoin his wife, Anne Hathaway? <laughs> I feel like, yes. Did Anne Hathaway play his wife? No, his wife's real name is Anne Hathaway. Oh, that's right. That's right. It's so confusing. Anne Hathaway, you need to play Anne Hathaway. It's a role you were born for. <laughs> Let's get the gang back together. Come on, Joe. Come on. You can show us your butt. You can make up for it. Joe, come on. <laughs> Joe, Bobby. <laughs> Joe. Joe. It's okay. We'll even put Gwyneth in it and she can come back from America and just have like some fun. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's just having fun. Yeah, Joe. Yeah. Yeah. It's the way Shakespeare would have wanted it. Come on, Joe. Show us the butt. Show us the butt. Show Show us us the butt. butt. (laughs) Show us the butt. There were, serious, I'm just saying, you know this, there was ample opportunity to show butt because their like tryst together started to get really boring. Yes, because it was all, man, it was all tits and kisses. Yeah, tits and kisses. <laughs> I was like, let's raise the stakes a little. They just keep doing the same thing over yeah, and over again. Yeah, can we have like a little butt? little butt or just something. Like, just yeah. something else. Even like those lines that point to the penis. Ooh, yeah. Those would be nice. Yep. Yeah. Yep. A little bit of that. Yep. Yep. Do you like our penis talk? <laughs> <laughs> Tell us. In the comments. In the comments. <laughs> Where are we at to talk about the movie? Well, it was good. It started out better, but then got long and redundant and didn't offer me new things. Plus, the guys who were playing the like bad guys all looked the same to me, so I couldn't tell them apart. Or said the same things, or... Yeah. It was very confusing. It's like the stakes weren't getting raised enough. They just kept threatening the same thing with like no follow through yeah so that's why i got a little bored because it was just like eh. it would have been cool if like so you could have kept that but had it been like shakespeare was like weaseling his way out of it or using his words to get out of these situations that yeah. he was putting himself in but no it never had that right i feel that baz did it better in moulin rouge yes this this was like baz saw this and like and he's like, ha, 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 wrote Moulin Rouge. <laughs> he's like, guys. Guys. I got to tell you mm-hmm. how to do a proper story. Yeah. About a writer. A writer. And his muse. And his muse. And a who play. is uh, engaged to somebody else. Who you cannot have. And they got to have secret backstage love affairs. And Done. secret queens. Secret queens. <laughs> <laughs> This movie would not be good today because I feel like most uh, period piece movies these days are really more critiqued for their historical accuracy 
Yes. And this one just had no historical accuracy whatsoever. I like how the description, like, it just was like, we're not constrained by the nuances of historical accuracy. We don't know much between these years. Let's just make it all up. Though they did do, they did have that similar disregard for historical accuracy in Ever After. Yeah. But Ever After was better. Ever After was just like, but. I would agree with that. I mean, just uh, they did. Uh. <laughs> Ever after used it for like a bigger plot piece rather yeah. than self service. Right. And it wasn't trying to tell a story of an actual person. Yeah. Except that's for like true. Leonardo da Vinci. That was like the only majorly historical inaccurate thing of Ever After was that Leonardo da Vinci should not have been there. But he was the best, remember? Oh no, totally. He was the best. There are none of the like none of these historical accuracies from this movie I can say were like the best. No. Except for Ben Affleck. Except for Ben Affleck. Being Ben Affleck was Ben Affleck was Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck showing up was like the best part ever, <laughs> to be honest. Of the entire movie. I'm like, oh yeah, Batman's here. <laughs> you gonna fight Voldemort's brother. Ha! <laughs> and then that never really happened. Oh, but he fought side by side with yeah, Voldemort's yeah. brother. Yeah. <laughs> I just really wanted like But they all had capes. They did all have capes. That was also confusing. It was confusing they all had capes. <laughs> because how would you fight? Like I feel like your sword would get caught in your cape and then you would die. Well, you're not supposed to f- flail <laughs> around like this. I feel like Shakespeare that one fight he had with Colin Firth didn't do so well because he had the dagger and a lot of it was close combat. So he should have kicked his ass because he had the shorter, he had the dagger and they were in close quarters. Whereas like when they were close quarters, Colin Firth was screwed because he had like the long sword. And he had the cape. Yeah. It's just like, that fight scene could have been better to me. It didn't seem like the upper hand was in the correct place. Were you also picturing Colin Firth and Jeffrey Rush's characters from King's Speech in this movie because I was so hardcore. (laughs) Now I am. (laughs) Colin Firth's character was a bit flat. No, he was, but I was like, you're going to be king. It's okay, bro. It's okay, bro. I know the stutter really has hurt your ego and, you know, you're just, you're going to be okay. No, you know who is the best in this movie? Umbridge. (laughs) Oh my God, she was. Academy Award. Academy Award winning Imelda Staunton. Staunton. I can never say her name. I loved that she was basically like sitting in a rocking chair with a fan back and forth during the sex scenes. Oh, yeah, because she could hear them doing it. Yeah. She's just like, oh, my. <laughs> this is not, not proper. proper. My lady. My lady. The household is waking up. We can hear you. Get your clothes on. Get your clothes on, girl. You got to go to church. Get yourself to church. (laughs) Like true nurse fashion in um, R&J. Yep. Uh, Maybe we should talk about this movie since it is a long movie. Because there's... Okay, let's set up. In that opening text, it says something about how there are competing theaters, there are competing theater owners, and there are competing actor troops. Yes. So, like, all three of these separate things come into play at different times. Yes. They're all white guys. Yes. We have Jeffrey Rush. He's a theater owner. owner. He's a patron to William Shakespeare. Yes. Like, you can be (laughs) if you go to www.patreon.com slash cutaways podcast. I did it. Become a patron. 
become one. Like Jeffrey Rush. Be Jeffrey Rush. Just don't get your feet caught in a fire. Which is what's happening here. Yeah. We got these like loan shark people. Who wants their monies. Wants their monies because he didn't pay his debts. Because, I don't know, plays and stuff. You know, art. Art. Because mm. art. Because art. Starving artists, you know, all that whatnot. So he's getting threatened, and under this threat, he offers a comedy by William Shakespeare. Romeo and Ethel, the pirate's daughter. Yeah. is a pirate comedy. Which is very amusing when you remember that Jeffrey Rush goes on to, to be, be a pirate. pirate. It is amusing. It is He deep. planned it. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he's hilarious in Pirates of the Caribbean. I mm-hmm. love him in Pirates. He is the only reason I still maintained watching those movies. Wow. William Shakespeare, he hasn't written the play yet. He's he looking has, for his muse. His writer's block. Yeah, he needs a woman to... to have sex with? Yep. Which he does frequent. They say, they keep pointing out that he keeps frequenting all these women, that he's a player. They're like, you're married and you're a player. Write us a play. (laughs) Write us a play, player. Play a playwright. Play play a playwright plays. Will goes to therapy. I mean, it's it's therapy, but... At an apothecary. Yeah, it's apothecary. It's like witchcraft. (laughs) But it's modern day therapy. Yeah, no, I loved that. I was just like, he's on a couch. Mm Mm-hmm. The dude has a pen. I'm like, did that actually exist back then? I don't think so. This is inaccurate, but I don't care. Everything's inaccurate. But William Shakespeare going to therapy? That is mm-hmm. great. Yeah. Where they talk about penis metaphors. Yep. Lots of them. He's like, my quill is broken. And the therapist is like, uh-huh. And how's your Do love, love life? life? <laughs> Are you satisfied? Yeah, yeah, penis broken. He literally asked, does your, does your quill produce ink? Are you able to make <laughs> babies? Because <laughs> that's what quills are for. Yeah, they're for making babies. Mm. He has a wife. He has a wife. He's banished from her bed. He has twins. He's unable to love again. So the therapist gives him this charm, this magic charm, and just like, put this on the next woman. You see? You s- No. You He's lust like, for? He- put this on your muse and you're- you'll be okay. You'll write again. I don't know. Because he thinks Rosaline, Shakespeare, Will, Will we call him. <laughs> That's what the movie called him. Will. <laughs> he, he's in the beginning totally jonesing for Rosaline, like in this Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. Uh, Romeo and Rosaline. Romeo and Rosaline. She's the key. Rosaline, was she Burgess's wife? Wife? Yes. Okay. First, I thought she was a prostitute. She's She's just... She's spreading it. Okay, so she's the wife, but she is spreading it around. Yes. Okay. Because it seemed like people were like, oh, and Rosaline. Like, they've all hit that. Yeah. Like, ah. Okay. Okay. Ah, look at that. Look at that. <laughs> Every time she's on screen, it's like, hey. hey. We've all been there. Hey. 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 <laughs> at the Palace Theater, he's trying to get some money. Money for pages. Well, he's trying to get 50 pounds to join the Queen's playwright yeah. band of playwrights or something like that. Yeah. The Queen is coming to see this, which he wrote for, but he's not a part of their like production. He's like freelance. They, they had it. He had it stolen from him. Yeah. I don't know. It was so good. I'm sorry if I'm dumb with it. No, it's okay. I just remember them bitching because he wasn't getting any money from it because... They stole it mm. from somewhere. Like they don't have lawyers back in the day. No, they didn't. 
Well, they did, but like. They had knife fights. Yeah. Okay, so the queen loves a comedy. They all love a comedy. They love falling down and dogs. That's the falling down blood and dogs. That's the theater. Theater is not high art. There is no like high art, probably, except for like, I don't know. I don't think that existed yet, no. But like theater was definitely not high art. It mm -hmm. was not it was shit show. Yeah. They're, They're like they couldn't even comprehend it being high art. Yes. They have not seen Hamilton. No. Gwyneth Paltrow is a noble woman, so she gets to see the plays when the queen sees the plays since they kind of just fill out the court. It's not like the queen goes to public plays. It's like a court thing. The court shows up. Yeah. And Gwyneth Paltrow, Viola, she's a part of that because she's noble. Colin Firth is there. He's he's Wessex. He is checking her out. He's giving her the eye. With his awesome goatee. Yeah, his evil goatee. He's evil. Viola, Gwyneth Paltrow, she knows all the words to Shakespeare's sonnets. She would love to be a player, an actor. I want to be a player in the plays. She's at home with Umbridge, the nurse. The nurse says stage love will never be true love. And Gwyneth is like, I believe it can. I've heard the words of Shakespeare. And she is dissatisfied with all the men at court because they are without poetry. She wants poetry in her life yep she wants love. the artist Mm-hmm. that's the that's what she wants she wants to be an actor she wants love she wants art yeah but she's a noble woman who is just there to marry rich For people business yep be sold as chattel that's chattel and romeo writes romeo and rosaline scene one it's on the path and then he goes to see rosaline rosaline and she's in bed Boinking some police officer dude? Yeah, somebody. The guy from um, the one British movie, Two Weddings and a Funeral. Oh, that guy. Yeah, he was the gay guy in that movie. Yeah, He's the guy who died. Oh. So Rosaline is not his true muse, because, but like she was bonking everybody. Yeah. I don't get it. Shakespeare, you should have known. You should have known. Ugh. So he trashes the play. He's like, nope. Bitch. Bitch. I would have immortalized you. There's a call for actors. Will talks to Kit, a.k.a. Christopher Marlowe. And that guy, Kit, he's also an amazing playwright. So pretty much Christopher Marlowe gives Shakespeare the plot yeah. to Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. Just like hands it to him on a platter. He's like, here you go. Have fun. Peace out, bro. He Which Romeo and Juliet was actually a historical... Thing. Mm -hmm. It actually happened. And Shakespeare just took that as the template, much like Lin Manuel Miranda took Hamilton and mm -hmm. used that as the reference for the play. Mm -hmm. Guys, guys, this is what you got to do. Yep. Guys. Adaptations. Then there are auditions. And you know who shows up at the end of the auditions? Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, Gwyneth. As Thomas Kent. Thomas Kent. This is one of those movies where you're like, she is clearly a woman. Yeah. And. It's the same person. Like you, the the voice doesn't even change. You're talking to her as a woman. You're talking to her as a man, and you can't tell that they're the There's same like, person. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> well, Shakespeare, you need glasses. Shakespeare. <laughs> mm. So she comes to the audition in drag as a boy, and she performs, and he loves it. First of all, she chooses to do a Shakespeare sonnet. <laughs> yep. Which stokes his ego. But she also does it really well. And he's like, how... How, how you do. How you do. 
I'm coming. Oh, you stay. Stay. I'm coming to see you. No. No. But she runs away and he chases her. And she runs home, which is her mistake. Because now he's like, whose house is that? (laughs) Where you go? We find out when she's at home and hanging out with her mom that her mom is going to be away for three weeks. So she's got three weeks alone in the house with the nurse and the servants. Her and parents she does are gone. As teenagers do. Yeah. Her parents are gone. She has a party. She has sex. She drinks too much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> lots of sex. She has lots of she's knocking the the what do you call the headboard. Yeah. A lot. A lot for especially this day and age. Like period piece day and age. Yeah, why are they not like dead from exhaustion? Yeah. How is she not like insta pregnant? Yeah, that too. I was really surprised she did not get pregnant. They must have been using that, like, sheep colon condoms. <laughs> you know what I'm talking I about. I know what you're talking about. It was gross. It's so gross. It's a thing. It's so weird. It's a thing. Or, like, those weird, like, old remedy douching methods. Yeah. <laughs> well, there was also, like, you would stick Ugh. cotton or something, like, oh, batting right, or something right, yeah, yeah, up, yeah. up there. The little, like, protector shield. Yeah. Like, that'd work. No, I feel like that would just give you a yeast infection. Yeah. Her junk was on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Not in a good way. Because everybody's junk was on fire during I the know, plague, but right? Could you imagine, like, having an itch Ew. and not being able to itch it? Ew. That's just, I'm disturbed. I'm sorry, but that's where my mind goes to when you think about it. Like, Well, yeah. Uh, it's a good thing we live in today. Thank you. Thank you, 2000s. Thanks, modern, modern medicine. Except for you, 2016. No one likes you. <laughs> so, without having to do much convincing, she convinces her nurse to dress her as a boy and, like, bind her breasts, you know, so bind she can her go bosom. take the part. Because Shakespeare has shown up at her house and is like, you got the part. Like, he gives it to the servant, like, tell Thomas Kent he's got the part. It's his. So she's got the part. All she has to do is show up. Yeah. And then there's a party. At her house. Yeah. She's got to do a party. And Colin Firth shows up to the party. And he's like, hey, hey, I'm going to buy you. (laughs) You're my property. Well, first, Colin Firth makes sure that she is fertile and obedient. Yeah, that was a weird... That With her father. Yeah, those were his requirements. That was a weird conversation to have with one's father. Well, women were property of their fathers first. Bitch, please. Will attends the party because he wants to see what's going on. So he comes in with the musicians. He then notices Viola, her beauty, her radiant beauty, which everybody notices. Mm -hmm. And he dances with her. And she's just like, oh, it's Shakespeare. (laughs) And like Colin Firth like takes him like, don't touch that. And he's like, oh, I couldn't help it. She's just so hot, dude. And he's just like, that is my property you're talking about. I will cut you, but I won't cut you here because that is disrespectful. I will cut you later. I will cut you Tell me your name. here. Who are you? Tell me your name and I'll cut you later. Colin didn't think that one out <laughs> too hard. The diseases. The plague got to his brain, guys. Yeah. The mice. The mice. Oh. How did Rat Boy not die? I don't know. They were resilient to their gross plagues. He lived amongst it. He became a part of it. He became it? He he was traveling plague. (laughs) So yeah, Will gives Colin Firth the name Christopher Marlowe, 
Way to throw a buddy under a bus. Yeah. Who just gave you the plot of like your most famous play ever. Good job, Shakespeare. Good job, you douche. (laughs) You dick. Don't worry. He he feels bad about it later. Like a lot later. Yeah. He He still feels bad. He's got major man pains. He's got man feelings. Yeah. Yeah. We then have a balcony scene. Viola and Will. And Will goes to climb up the the side of the balcony and the nurse comes out and just screams. And he falls into a bush. Yeah, and he runs away. So now he is writing. Will is writing like he's running out of time. And rehearsal starts. So it's like montage, writing and rehearsing. And then Benefleck shows up with the good actors. Benefleck. He's like, we're here. We're awesome. Benefleck. Hey, Benefleck. Hey. Benefleck gets the role of Mercutio. He doesn't tell him, like, Shakespeare doesn't tell him right away that Mercutio is a small part and dies, but, you know, it's the role he was born to play. Yeah, it really was. Mm -hmm. But in the vacant role of Romeo, he still wants Thomas Kent. And then Thomas Kent shows up. He's like, hey, I'm here. Hey. And William Shakespeare's like, great, here's a note, give to Viola. (laughs) I want to boink her. (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> pretty much he's like have you seen her tits damn if i was like ah oh, what <laughs> have you seen her tits? have what <laughs> standing right here these tits <laughs> this is what she should have did she should have been like these tits <laughs> with the finger guns too <laughs> finger guns pew 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 let me fire these finger guns at these rock hard nipples, bitch. <laughs> you may continue to caress them. <laughs> With a nice little backhand. My little backhand. <laughs> a soft, soft love- backhand. <laughs> uh, that was that was a smooth move on him. No, seriously, I was like, props to that smooth move. Of like where she takes off the thing and he just like goes just down the front yeah <laughs> no because it's like an intimate move but it's not like a dirty move yeah it's not like directly you know it's it feel it's the feeling yes it's, it's not overtly sexual yes it's intimate without being overtly sexual yeah there you go it's what you're not, not touching. touching yeah <laughs> figure it out okay okay we have to move on <laughs> but it's so important it is very important Women's lives depend on it, Justine. <laughs> Justine. Shakespeare and love only became sex ed. <laughs> Justine. Yes. I know. He took care of his woman. Yes. He took care of himself, too, and that was good, but he mm-hmm. took care of her first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He made sure she was into it. Intimately. Very important. Very important. <laughs> As we said last night in Cards Against Humanity, we always play the, the consensual the sex, card. sex card all the time. And it always wins. It always, always wins. wins. <laughs> oh, where were we? You will never be satisfied. I know Ben Affleck showed up. Ben Affleck, you mean he's Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck all up in there. He brought the Boston to the party. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, Colin Firth is getting all pissy waiting for um, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow to be done with acting. With which, church. In church. She called it church, church. which I loved. Mm-hmm. The theater is church. It's church. It is church. Mm-hmm. 
They are to get married in two weeks, Viola and Colin Firth. She's just been informed. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah. Like, he'd even know. he's like, dude, you should really talk to your father more because I already bought you. You're mine. We're getting married in two weeks. I know. It's been settled. And then he says, like, and you may express your delight now. Now? Yeah. Do and it. she's just like, what? what? <laughs> I don't love you. I don't love you. He's like, what is, what's what is love? love got to do, do with it? it? <laughs> he did that. And he's like, well, bitch, the queen is going to approve it. So you better. You best believe. You best. Yeah. <laughs> put on your prayer pants. <laughs> <laughs> leave the undergarments at home. Let me get at that ass. <laughs> I feel like that would be something Colin Firth would say. Yeah. He'd be more British about it, though. He'd be like, please, leave your undergarments at home and let me get up on that ass. (laughs) (laughs) So Viola writes to Will saying she's engaged. Sorry. But I gotta go. I gotta go. Break it off. Peace out. So then at rehearsal, Ben Affleck is upset about having a small part, but whatever. Ben Affleck is upset about everything he's like why aren't i the most important thing right now that was his role yeah <laughs> guys guys i'm batman guys <laughs> guys guys batman wins <laughs> batman wins everything guys guys okay fine yeah so like will tracks down was thomas kent yes she gives a letter and He's like, but I know she loves me. And she's like, how do you know? He's like, she loves me. Plus, have you seen that rack? And then, like, she kisses him and runs away. And the boat guy's like, later, my lady. And he and Will's like, what? And then the guy's like, obviously, you did not see that. That that was a woman. Hello. That is obviously a woman. Shakespeare, get glasses. Yeah. <laughs> she is just the person you were just hanging out with. Yeah. What? What up? So, okay, so this is, he runs her down, they both get into the room at the same time, and then they start kissing all passionately and undressing each other, and she's like, I bet you're not used to undressing a man, which is not true. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is not historically accurate. And then they did the boob graze, but that's all we get. It was like, end sex, sex scene. scene. I'm just like, whoa, whoa. What happened? Where is it? Where, where they go the, to sleep now? Where the wiggle wiggle where, go? Yeah. <laughs> So then they go back to work, and oh my god, Ben Affleck has the best line in this whole movie. Yes. Suffering cats! <laughs> I want it on a t-shirt or a tote bag or you know, something. as an exclamation of disdain. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Suffering cats, your line is terrible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ben like that should be your catchphrase. For serious. Suffering cats. Suffering cats. They're not getting any work done because there's so much smooching going on backstage. There's so many suffering cats. So many suffering. Ben Affleck is trying to make this art and like all William Shakespeare cares about is smooching. Sex. And so many suffering cats. So many suffering cats. So we got a montage of bedroom rehearsals and writing and stage rehearsals and Ben Affleck saying, hey, you should call it Romeo and Juliet. Like how Justin Timberlake in the Facebook movies, like, drop the the. Yeah. Boom. Napster out. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. They wake up one morning. She's startled. Sunday. And then she's like, oh, shit. I got to go to Cambridge and see a queen about a marriage. Marriage. (laughs) And Will's like, well, if you're going, I'm going. (laughs) Let me borrow that dress. (laughs) 
I'm your second nurse. Yes. And this is another Oscar winning role here. Yes. Of him daintily being you know, Wilhelmina. Wilhelmina curtsying and twiddling his fingers. Just just lovely. It's so lovely. Then we're at the Queen party. They meet she meets the Queen, they talk to the Queen. And she she has she dis she disagrees with the Queen. Yeah. The Queen is like Plays cannot show true love. And They're just comedy and bullshit. Yeah. Gwyneth Paltrow's like, excuse you, queen. You are incorrect. William Shakespeare's got this hot shit right now. You're going to be blown away. Yep. And then, like, how about a wager? The queen says. And then will William Shakespeare's like, 50, 50 pounds! <laughs> 50 pounds! So Wessex will have to pay up. And the queen's like, all right, you can get married. But then says to Wessex, you know, since the last time I saw her, She's been plucked. I'm a woman. I know these things. Peace out. <laughs> she got the, the the had sex glow as you. Yeah. You, you know. Yeah, I know. You, you always talk about it. Yeah, I know. I love it. I just had It does sex wonders for, for your skin. skin. <laughs> it does. It clears up some breakouts. Mm-hmm. You know, it helps with stress level. So yeah. therefore less breakouts in general. Defrizzes your hair. Defrizzes your hair. Mm-hmm. Plumps the boobies a little. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Gets... Get the bloods in all the yep. places. Get yep. the blood flowing. Yeah. Okay, so I'm not sure who this is, but somebody got angry. Everyone. It's got one angry. of the guys. It's the guy, the play guy at the end. It's the, the competing who... playwright. Who... No, it's the guy who owns the, the curtain, the, the right. curtain theater. Right. Yes. The competing patron. Patron gets mad. Yes. Because William Shakespeare has been writing this play for Jeffrey Rush when he's supposed to have been writing the play for, for him. him. So he comes in, they have this big sword fight. And ev- and Jeffrey Rush thinks it's just part of the play. Yeah. He's like, where's this in my pages? She's like, He's like, finally, pirates. Comedy. <laughs> so after all that, that guy gets knocked out in the face by a skull because, alas, poor York. <laughs> oh, he yeah. He gets hamleted in the he face. He gets hamleted in the face. The cast all has a cast party <laughs> in a house of ill repute. <laughs> Somebody makes a threat. Who is it? Is it that police guy? Somebody. Yes. Makes, the police guy makes a threat and says, give us a happy ending or we're going to send you back to your wife. Those being the key words that Gwyneth Paltrow then hears and runs away. <gasps> also, BT dubs, Marlo is dead. <gasps> he was stabbed. He was stabbed. Stabbed in a bar. So Will gets man feels, goes to church and pray. And then there's this thing where um, the next morning Viola is on a horse on her way to church and she runs into Colin Firth and he's like, oh, by the way, that playwright guy, he's dead. He did. He did. And she thinks Shakespeare and she's like, oh, no. So then, yeah, they go into church to pray for him, his dead body and his ghost shows up. Well, Colin Firth thinks that he's the ghost. Let me be a ghost. Which I thought was hilarious. It's like that part in the um, IT crowd where they say Jen is dead and the guy kept on telling everybody that he was the last one to sleep with her even though he didn't sleep. And so she like comes back and she's standing outside in the rain and says, Stop telling everybody you slept with me! And he's like, ah! Because <laughs> he thinks she's dead and a ghost. Really, she's just a pissed off woman. Yeah. But um, yeah, seriously, William Shakespeare is like, I've killed a man. I am no longer worthy of, like, anything. This is all my fault. The world is shit. <laughs> man feelings. Yeah. Proper, significant man feelings, but man feelings. Yeah, so 
so he goes have a picnic with Gwyneth and they talk about things. You know, even though he's got a wife and she's about to be married. In like a day. Yeah, they love each other. But, you know, she has to get married or else the queen will know why she isn't married. And that's the end of William Shakespeare's career. And she doesn't want that. She's a big uh, Shakespeare fan. She likes the Shakespeare. The Shakespeare. So then at rehearsal, Will comes up with the ending of Romeo and Juliet. Yep. And then Ben Affleck's like, no, there's a scene missing. Thanks. Yeah, get the banging. <laughs> yeah, include the, the morning after. Yes, it's the scene based on their morning that they woke up after one of the times they had done it. And she's just like, I gotta get up this morning. And he's like, nope, 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 nope. It's, it's night. It's night. That was the owl, not the rooster. The rooster. Nope, sorry. Stay in bed forever. Oh. Are you disappointed there weren't as many more deaths? Yeah, I wanted other deaths. More deaths. More deaths. For some reason, I think this is probably after rehearsal, okay? Yeah. They start doing it in the in the, in the playhouse. Yeah. They, they get busy in the playhouse because everybody else is left. It's probably after rehearsal. The, the rat boy spying on them. Through the rat holes. Through the rat holes. And he sells this information to the police guy. Wessex, first Wessex comes to show up to fight. I don't know how he figured out. I guess he put it together that like, no, that guy wasn't a ghost. <laughs> Shakespeare's still alive. I have to go fight him because I am embarrassed. Yeah. So Wessex shows up. There's a sword fight between him and Shakespeare. And then that other police guy shows up and says like, you guys are going to stop all this. This is closed because that woman is a woman. And they keep looking at the the man in the dress. Yeah. They're like, what? 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 But then Rat Boy, you know, puts a rat on Gwyneth and she freaks out. Yeah. Throws her wig off. Yep. Peace out, guys. And then she's like, I'm sorry. And then she's depressed. We go to the bar and other theater guy who had that beef with them once, shows up and says, hey, I got a theater, you got a play, you don't have a theater, I don't have a play, do your play in my theater. We hook up. Yes. Bygones be bygones, everybody's cool. Mm, yeah. Pretty much. That was it. He's like, let's just be cool. I don't want to, let's not do that again. Yeah. And then, yes, now it is wedding day. We have our bride. They get married. We see them walk out and everybody's applauding. So you're like, they got married. They got married. But she makes an after wedding escape because she sees the um, flyer the flyer for the play happening. Which conveniently flies into Colin Firth's face. Mm-hmm. And then it's playtime. It's Romeo and Juliet. Juliet. Mr. Weasley introduces it. Yay! Unfortunately, Sam, the man playing Juliet, had a voice change. He grew up. And he can no longer play Juliet because he sounds like this. He doesn't sound like a woman. With our squeaky high little voices. So Jeffrey Rush goes up to the stands and tells the other guy that Juliet is down for the count. They have no Juliet. Viola, conveniently sitting right there, is like, I'll do it. I know every word. I know every word. Thomas Kent, at your service. Pow! Pew, pew, pew. Firth also shows up because he's like, I will find my wife in the playhouse like the queen said. William Shakespeare is playing Romeo at this point because they didn't have a Romeo. Because Thomas Kent was Viola. Viola. So all of a sudden, surprise, Viola pops out on stage as a Juliet. She's playing the lady. He's playing the man. 
He first thing he's like, "You've been married." She's like, "Yeah," but they still kissing. Yep, they be kissing. We also see the police are on their way very slowly. So they do the whole play. We don't you you know Romeo and Juliet. We know. I was quoting it along. Yeah, at the end of the play, there's a silence because people have never seen anything like this before. Yep. And then the slow clap into like a rock, roaring applause. Yeah, roaring applause. And then all of a sudden, the guys come to arrest them. In the name of the queen! Never the name of the queen. And the queen pops out. It's like, secret queen! Secret queen! Don't use my name unless you mean it! Yep. She's like, let me see Thomas Kent. Mm, nope, Thomas Kent's definitely a man. That's such an illusion. Yep. I'm a lady. I would know. I know something about a woman in a man's position. Yep. Ooh, Ooh snaps! Queen joke. <laughs> And then she's like, plus, Wessex, you totes lost the wager because this play gave me the feels. Yep. This is about love. It's about true love. True I have witnessed love. it. And so they all leave. Viola Shakespeare gets 50 pounds. Yep. Viola comes to give him the money. And then Viola's like, hey, you should write this next uh, story, Twelfth Night. And they have a little tearful goodbye. And that's and he starts writing Twelfth Night. About Viola. Viola. Historically inaccurate. Yes. End of story. End of movie. Yep. So, yeah, pretty redundant. Pretty non... I don't know. Pretty easy to figure out and follow. Yeah. That's why it felt a little slow. Yeah. I'm sure it was great back in the day. Yeah, when Romeo and Juliet hadn't been done to death in every medium known to man. Yeah. Sorry. Though Pokemon Romeo and Juliet in the park was amazing. Mm, I bet. So, since we did a uh, period piece Gwyneth Paltrow film, we got to do a dramatic reading with our lovely English accents. Why, yes, we do. <laughs> Ashley will be playing Viola, and I will be playing the nurse. Professor Umbridge! Professor Umbridge. Lord Wessex was looking at you tonight. All the men at court are without poetry. If they see me, they see my father's fortune. I... We'll have poetry in my life. And adventure. And love. Love above all. Not Valentine and Sylvia. No. Not the artful postures of love, but love that overthrows life. Unbiddable. Ungovernable. Like a riot in the heart. And nothing to be done. Come ruin or rapture. Love as there has never been in a play. I will have love. Or I will end my days as... As a nurse... Oh, but I will be Valentine and Sylvia too. Oh, goodness. God save you and good night. <laughs> and scene. You sound like Gwen Paltrow. Oh, good. That's good. <laughs> Are you ready to rate this movie? I'm yeah. ready to rate it. I'm ready. I got a thing too. Oh, yeah, me too. Me too. You go first. Okay. I'm going to rate this movie three uh, dangly pearl earrings. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that the dudes were wearing. The dudes were wearing. <laughs> More specifically, that Colin Firth Colin was wearing. <laughs> I am going to rate this movie two and a half ruffled dog collars. Oh, and the puppy? <laughs> yeah. Oh, we didn't even talk about the puppy. There was a puppy that had a ruffled collar. Mm-hmm. That's how you know he was a Shakespearean train actor. Yep, yep, yep. That's, that's how you know. Mm-hmm. Well, next week, be sure to come back because we're in, we're going to have some more period piece fun. Yep. With 1998's Cousin Bet. Bet. <laughs> or Cousin Betty. I don't know. I don't know either. 
Cousin Bet. Cousin Bet. It's new on Netflix streaming. I don't know what it is. We'll find out. And um, if you guys would like to become a patron of this show, like the Jeffrey Rush, like Jeffrey Rush, the patron of the arts, make sure you head on over to patreon.com slash cutaways podcast. This new year, we are looking to get more goodies for people. We are working on it right now. Mm-hmm. Like literally. Literally. As we're recording. As we're recording. <laughs> Our website is thecutaways.com, and you can find us also on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram as at Cutaways Podcast. We are there, and we love you. Talk to us. We will talk back. Yes. And please uh, leave us uh, ratings and comments on iTunes and Stitcher or any of the places that you listen to podcasts. It really helps us out a lot. It helps people find us. It helps the algorithm, whatever it is. We don't have a good algorithm right now. And you you could help us out just by going over to your podcast site, giving us a five-star rating. Help make our algorithm go. Yeah. Let us know whose butt you like. Yes. I mean, not us. I mean, like, actor or actress. Yeah, we're not going to show you our butts. But, like, (laughs) pick an actor and tell us. Give a little butt rating. Yep the butt-o-meter yep all right well thank you guys and thanks for uh joining our slumber party thank you bye